We look at the prophecy that Hosea had given about Israel. Now, Hosea is one, one we call one of the minor prophets. And it's not because he's minor. It's because it's the short books. Now, you get into Isaiah, you know, that's, you know, or you get into Jeremiah, and they call them the major prophets. And the reason for it is is because they had quite a few chapters in comparison to, uh, you know, Hosea or Joel or some of these mi- what we call minor prophets. But here we find that Hosea is prophesying. Now, you've got to remember, the, these minor prophets, they prophesied down to Malachi, and then from Malachi, there was 400 years of silence. The books of Maccabees, which we don't accept. I mean, these uh, were created and written during this time that God was not speaking to the earth. Let me tell you what, 400 years before he began to speak. And the first one he spoke through was John the Baptist. He was the Elijah resurrected. He, he had the spirit and the anointing of Elijah and he came to preach the word of God. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And there we find there the beginning of what we call the New Testament. And it, it is wonderful. But I want to go back to Hosea real quick. I'm going to only deal, I, I read pretty much the whole chapter last time. But I'm going to just deal this time. You can go back and read it and you'll find that Israel is likened unto a woman who has been unfaithful with her husband. She's been out with other men. In fact, she remarries a a few different times because she's got other husbands. And the Lord, uh, uh, though she did not know it, the Lord had been treating her well. And she was attributing that to these other husbands, which was not true. It was always God. How many know God is always there? How many know that God loves you he said i'll never leave you nor forsake you but lo i'll be with you always and what we need to realize in this is that uh, she definitely was in indiscretion but god loved her you know that's the love we don't understand as humans we don't understand you know when i was born i i, I realized you know that if i washed the dishes mama would love me more <laughs> you see that's what we do you know, because that's the type of natural love uh, that, we, that we are used to. But God comes to show us something totally foreign to our existence. You know what the problem is, is that we begin to treat God the way we treat Mama. We say, well, if I do the dishes, he'll love me more. And God says, I can't love you any more than I already do. Does that mean that good works is, is vain or wrong? No. But you see, when I receive the love of God, the Bible said, out of my bellies will pour rivers of living water. Gratitude to those around me because of the love that is within me. And, and we have to understand the love of God. You know, he, we know that he's just. We know that he's holy. We know that he's merciful. We know a lot of things about God. God showed himself in many ways. But I want you to know he is love. Does that mean because he's loved that everybody's going to heaven? No. Because we have to respond favorably to the love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In other words, there's conditions to our receiving his love. 
The Bible said through the sins of Adam, all men have, have, have uh, been alienated from God. All men. He said, but through Jesus Christ, all have everlasting life. So you scratch your head and you say, why is it my neighbor isn't a follower? Why isn't he a Christian? I'm going to tell you this right now. The only way that you're going to hell is if you kick the gift off of your porch and reject it. Isn't that tragic that people would do that? Isn't it tragic that somebody would, would, would stick out their lip and not want to receive or understand or hear the love of God that sheds abroad? Well, I want to read a few scriptures here, if I might, today. In uh, Hosea chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, it says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her unto the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her vineyards from thence and the valleys of Achor for the door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be... At that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me uh, Ishish, if I can pronounce that right, and shall, uh, shall call me no more Behel. And, uh, and, and, that, and let me tell you what those two words mean, because you're probably scratching your, your head thinking, what, what, what do these mean? Well, I want you to know that, that, that Ishi means husband, a person of dear relationship. And and the word, uh, b b if I can say it right, is Behel, um, as I looked it up earlier. It means Jehovah. So what is he saying here? He said, you'll no longer call me Jehovah, but you'll call me husband. What did Paul say in the scripture when he says, we shall call him Abba, Father. What he's saying, the same as what he's saying here, is that God wants to be more than just our God. He wants to be our relate. He wants to be have a relationship with us. He wants us to see him in even deeper terms than God. He is God. He is Jehovah. He is holy. He is all of those things. But he wants to know he wants us to know him in an intimate way. God wants us to know him in an intimate way. How can we know him that way? And that's what he said about Israel. He said, she'll no longer call me Jehovah, but she'll call me husband. She'll call me one that is dear to her. Somebody that has relation with her. And that's what Paul said for us in the New Testament church today. That we shall call him Abba, Papa. We shall call him in such an intimate way. And we can walk with him. And we can talk with him. Because remember, Adam had the privilege of walking with God in the cool of the morning. But it was lost through sin. But Jesus said, I come to restore that which was destroyed. We can walk with God. 
I spoke to a man not long ago, and, and I said to him, I said, you know, uh, God gave me a revelation. And, and, and I said, you know, uh, we can cook pancakes for the homeless and still not know him. And this man looked at me with oddity. And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I think we show our love through cooking pancakes. I want you to know the Bible says there will be many. Now listen to this. Many will say, haven't we done great things in your name? And he's going to say, I never knew you. You know what that word know? Intimacy. That when two people are married, it's, it's consummated with, 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 uh, with, with a sexual uh, uh, coming together. Now, if you were Jewish and married in a Jewish thing, your mother would come in and watch you to make sure it was done right. I, I, you know, I didn't make that up. But what it is, is the consummation of the relationship is so important. And what Jesus is saying, don't, don't despise an intimate relationship with me. How can we know that? Can it be learned in a book? Can it be learned to, uh, by, by some outward says No, it, it has to be born in the heart. It has to be born in the heart. We've got to be able to hear the Lord speak to us in an intimate way. You see, when I think of, of uh, Elijah, and Elijah was great. He, was a, he, he had a lot of depression, Elijah did. You know, some people, in minister, and sometimes in ministry, we, we can have a cloud that can fall on us for a season. I remember one man that said he was always so critical of people with depression until one day that cloud fell on him. And he said, and I cried and I begged, God, this is more than I can bear. You know, even that is just temporal. Even that is a cloud that will be broken. Even then we endure. The Bible said, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. It didn't say he that that that, that is uh, without problems. But Elijah was a man that seemed, uh, it, it seemed as if depression accompanied him. And one day, he was looking for the Lord. You ever, you ever just feel like, I'm so alienated from him. I haven't felt him in a long time. I need to. And so what happened was, is God played a little game with him called hide and go seek. And he says to Elijah, he said, come and find me. And Elijah, of course, looked in the obvious places. He looked in the tornado and, and he didn't find him. He looked in the earthquake, he didn't find him. He looked in these places and didn't find him. But all of a sudden, he heard this still, small voice within him. And the Bible said when he heard that voice, he took his, his mantle and he covered his face because he knew he was in the presence of God. So many people, they cheat themselves oh, from what God mode. really came to do. 
He didn't come to make you a pastor. He didn't come to make you uh, anything. He didn't come for the occupation that you may have. He came to know you. And that through that knowing can bring motivation. David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let me tell you, when going to the house of the Lord is nothing more than, than, than a ritual, it becomes a drudgery. I got to get up and go to church again today. Well, maybe it will snow. Oh, three flakes, I'm out. Over. <laughs> we had a lady do that one time. It wasn't hardly snowing. She called and told me that because of impending weather. And my wife reminded her, because she was on the phone, I said, well, you know, down at, I believe it's Kmart, there's having a big sale. <laughs> we found out an hour later she was headed for Kmart. <laughs> you, you, you understand, when we begin to do things uh, through ritual, Rituals can destroy, they can rob. But I love what David said. He said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Why? Because there was something living on the inside of him. I've seen so many dead Christians. They lose their barren, they lose their way, they become bitter. When God is in, it never should, it doesn't have to happen. And if you think you're above Elijah, or if you think you're above uh, others that have gone through uh, situations, I don't wonder what Jeremiah felt when he was thrown into a mud pit. He was buried up to his waist in mud so that they had to take a whole team of guys to pull him out of that suction. I don't know what he felt, but I'm sure he wasn't feeling fuzzy. You know, there are some times because of our faith, because of our relationship with God, we may be rejected by some. We might even be thrown into a pit. But I love what Paul said. He said, if I can suffer for the sake of Christ, he said, happy am I. Why? Because there's something real inside of him. We used to sing, it's real, it's real. I know, I know it's real. Do you know that is real today? Have you, have you been, you know, and sometimes we need to go back. And I love what the scripture says here. He said, I'll restore. Let me read this again. He said, and I will give her vineyards from thence and a valley and acor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth. Anybody miss the, the days of your first love of God? Any of us think, oh, I can remember maybe playing the guitar around the campfire, or I can remember an enthusiastic group, and, and I can remember these things. And God said, I've come to restore to you the song. I remember my mom, and one of the greatest memories I have, we were going to church, and she'd sit me in her lap and sing Christian songs. I'll never forget that. You see, that will etch in your soul and God wants to bring those songs back he wants to bring them back into our lives he wants us to worship him with joy and thanksgiving
God wants us to do is to have an ear to hear, to, to say, Lord, I feel like I've lost you. I feel like, Lord, I've been going through the motion. I, Lord, I, I feel like I've, I've, I've just... Uh, but God, I want to know you. And you know, you can't know him through the pastor. You can't know him through Sister Deb. You can't know him through somebody else. You've got to know him through the Holy Spirit that was sent to be your guide and to be your comforter. You can only know him through the avenues that God has have, have, uh, made for you to know him. You see, God called me to be a voice, to be a messenger, to share the word of God, to talk about the greatness of God. But you have to say, Lord God, I want to know you. And you know, I want you to know something. If you have a desire and a sincerity to know him, he will in no wise reject you. You will come in like a flood. I want that joy. I want that peace that passeth understanding. I want the living word. I want to know him. What I want to share with you a little bit here, and I'd written quite a few verses down even this morning. God said, I'll give her the valley of Achor for a door of hope. The valley of Achor was a valley where Achan was slain for his trespasses during the battle of Jericho. When his heart uh, coveted the wedges of gold and the Babylonian garments. You see, when we get our eyes off of Jesus and on the world, it's going to cost something. He says... Where do you put your treasures? Where moth and rust can corrupt them? Or do you put your treasures where they'll be eternal? You see, whenever I give into the Lord, I know that He sees that. I know. You see, that, that is my token of love to Him. But Lord, most of all, I want to give my life to you. I pray, Lord God, that I would finish well. Everyone in this room, as I said last week, will die with regrets. Whether you like it or not, you've already got them. <laughs> you've got them. But are we going to allow our regrets to pave our future? Or are we going to allow the Spirit of the Lord to descend upon us as the Spirit of the Lord descended upon Jesus in the, in, the, in the River Jordan? Are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives? Are we going to open our hearts to Him? Are we going to let Him be the God of our lives instead of, instead of approaching Him theologically? Let, his, let our approach to Him become our th theology. A lot of religious people, they approach this word with a mindset. The Bible says, your ways are not my ways, saith the Lord, and my ways are not your ways. We come to the Bible and we try to make it something that is uh, 
down on a natural level. I'm going to tell you right now. Genesis 1.1, God created the world. He created all that is. He spoke and it was. And then in Revelation 22, we see Him there on the throne. And we see a celestial city. We see the streets of gold. We see all of those things. Let me tell you right now. The Bible begins as a miracle and it ends as a miracle. And everything in between is a miracle. We intellectually, we incorporate a theology that limits him. My God can do anything. He can talk through a donkey. He can correct a disciple with a chicken. We need to understand that my God can do anything. And when our hearts are open to the Spirit of the Lord to say, God, you be God. And let me be the pupil. Somebody said to me one time, they said, yes, Jesus is the greatest teacher that ever was. But everything he taught is obsolete today. We don't live by that. Wow. He taught me to cast out devils. He taught me to, to, to lay hands on the sick. He, he, he told me about the miraculous things and all of that. But today... No. no we we got to be more sensible. We're not going to win the world of that craziness. Smith Wigglesworth, he went into a room. This woman was suffering greatly. She had broken bones. Her bones became so brittle that she couldn't even, her body wouldn't even uh, be kept on. She couldn't even hold up her body with her bones without breaking them. She lay in the bed. And they asked this man to come and pray for her. Would you pray for her? He goes into the room and he says to her, Do you believe that God can heal you? Didn't he say that at the pool of Bethesda? And she said, Yes, I believe and I need it. And her husband mocked and said, I won't believe it. I think it's foolishness. But Smith Wigglesworth began to pray for her in her faith. And she was made every bit whole. And all of a sudden, he stood in the corner. This is a true story. She, he stood in the corner, and he cried. And he said, Lord, he said, the God that healed her, let him heal me. How will they know there's a Savior if we're not bold enough to bring the message? If we're just singing in the church, shalah, shalah. Whatever will be, will be. If God wanted that, he, he, he would have taken care of it. See, that's a pessimist. I want you to know this. God delegates his authority through you. I've heard so many times, well, if God wanted to do it, he'd, he'd just do it. No, he won't. No, he won't. He delegates his authority and when you delegate your authority and then you go and do it afterward that's not delegation of authority God has given each one of us a free will we can violate through that will I could violate and I can hurt people and as Achan did 37 men died because of his indiscretion a person gets drunk and goes out and drives and they kill an innocent person. You see what that 
is, is that his indiscretion or her indiscretion has caused much harm to others. God gives us a free will. He doesn't give you will and then control it. Because if he controls it, then he hasn't given it to you. The greatest gift to us is that we have the will to come to him and serve him. What a wonderful thing that is. It is so wonderful that not one of you, hopefully, has been forced to be here today. But we come because we're hungry. We come because we're looking for the presence of God. We come because our hands are open to say, Lord Jesus, your will be done in my life. Still, the human will that is in unison with God can accomplish well beyond what you could even think or desire. In Galatians 1.13, it said, For ye have heard of my conversation in times past, in the Jewish religion, how beyond measure I persecuted the church. That was Paul. His human will and his warped theology had caused him to be an enemy of the church. How many of you believe that the enemies of a church can become part of the church? How many of you are praying for Barack Obama that he becomes a part of the church rather than the hope he dies? You see, what is our spirit? I think we really check ourselves. Lord, I get so angry with that person. I want to pray for them. (laughs) The Bible said pray for your enemies. Love them who do wickedly to you. Stand. Does it mean that we, we should not be political? No, I believe we need to be political. Does it mean we don't stand for what is right? Of course we stand up for what is right. But we know that only God can do the miracles. But he can do them through us if we will trust him. Paul was a, a waster of the church. He says it here. But then in Galatians 1.23, it said, But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth faith, which was once he destroyed. God can turn the darkest heart around. Do we believe that? Don't you know that he's on the throne today? Haven't you read Psalms chapter 2 where he said, when they say that we're going to destroy, he said, I laugh at them. God with his little finger can touch the Atlantic Ocean and divide it so you could walk to Europe. (laughs) He's all powerful. How do we see our God? Is he somebody we need to nurse in his old age? Is he somebody we need to prop up? Or is he the God that will go before us? How long have we been in Egypt? How long before we trust him? How long before we we, we step out in faith? How long before we meet the Red Sea and watch the hand of God begin to move? You see, when you're in that mode, you don't get bored with religion. 
you get excited every day. I know the Lord is going to do it again. He raised all the sick. He raised all the dead and he healed all the sick. You see, that's the same God that I serve today. We need to have faith in the Holy Spirit. We need to have faith in the power of God. We need to stop saying, well, you know, I can read that, but, that, but, but if I felt it through my carnal brain, and God said, if you do that, you'll always end up in the wrong position. Because my, the Bible said that, that the human mind is enmity with God. You know what the word enmity means? It's an enemy of God. And as I said last week, the greatest battle that you're ever going to face in your life is between your own two ears. That's where Goliath is. <laughs> and you're the David in this battle. Will you take up the five smooth stones? Will you believe God? I can destroy that giant in Jesus' name. How am I well? When I take the fractured mind and I make it one in Christ. When I'm willing, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to us today. He used a chicken. He used a donkey. And you know what? He even reached down a little further and used me. But I want you to understand and know this one thing, that God is in this house today. And I believe with all of my heart that He wants to do something miraculous he wants to do something powerful. He wants to do something more meaningful than all of the things that we do. And that is to abide in us. And that we abide in Him. You've got to realize something about a seed. Some of us learned about acorns this last fall. There's some dents in some people's cars. But you know that acorn is in that, is in that oak tree? But did you know that oak tree was in the acorn? He said, if you abide in me and I in you. <laughs> he said, I'll give you life. I'll give you joy. I'll give you hope. And that's what we have to realize and we need to pray for. I've got a lot of scriptures here. Maybe I'll do this another week. But I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. And I want you to know this one thing. If you will reach out and touch the Lord. He said, I will. He said, behold, I stand at the door. And I knock. I'm going to tell you something about the Lord. He's a gentleman. He doesn't break in. And why aren't you in church today? Shame on you all. No. Hello. It's Jesus. Come on in. And he says, I've come to have a meal with you. I've noticed you haven't been to church lately. I've noticed a lot of things. 
said, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to show you a better way. A better way. And that's what we need to realize. There is a better way. There is a better way. Someone asked me one time, they said, well, I'm not a very religious person. I said, I'm not either. And what I mean by that, I believe in doctrine. I believe in the text. I believe in the Word of God. I believe the Word of God is God. According to John 1.1, 1, 1, I believe the God, that, that the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. I believe the Word of God died on that cross. I believe the Word of God. But religion, you know what religion is? Religion is when we take and we make a formula out of the Word... And through that formula, we follow God. That could be very dangerous. We can't serve him with a formula. We have to serve him with our heart. See, if you're Christian science and you pay your tithe into the Christian science church, they will send you a cardboard cutout every week. And they'll say, look on your Bible, because they all have the same Bible, page so-and-so. Lay that cardboard cutout on there, and whatever is there open to read, that's God's Word for you today. You hear anything like that run as fast as you can run? Because He is a personal God. He's the God of your heart. He's the God that will show Himself to you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then on Sunday, you can come and say, this is what the Lord has said. Just like Angel got up and shared her heart. What they're going through. See, that's what testimony is. You understand what I'm saying? It's having a personal relationship with Jesus. It's allowing Jesus to be expressed through your vocal cords. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to arise in the congregation, even from your belly. That is the God that I serve. And I pray that it's the God that you serve. Let us all stand, if we would, today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. It's good to see some of our core people. I believe God has led you back here to put up with this old man. But you know this old man loves you. He really, really does. I've been 31 years here. I've had to run away a few times just like you. But you know what? God has a plan. There's a destiny. And he said, Heaven and all to stand. Stand therefore. Be faithful. Trust me. Know that I am God and know that I can do the miraculous things in your very presence. Trust me. Give your whole heart unto me. Allow me to work and speak in and through you. In Jesus' name. Father, let's just pray. Father, we love you, Lord God. We love you, Father, for you are so faithful. You are so true. Jesus, we worship you. 
We look to you, Lord God, because you're the author and the finisher of our faith. Connected. God, we pour our hearts out before you today, and we ask you, Lord God, to do what only you can do in each one of our lives. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for sharing your heart, even through this man, Lord. And God, we receive your word. We receive it and we believe it in Jesus' name, like the man at the pool of Bethesda. We may feel crippled in our spirit. We may feel weak in our body. But Lord, you said, if we would only believe, we shall receive it. And I pray over this congregation today, if it's healing that they need, that they'll receive it today. I pray over this congregation, if it's, if it's depression that clouds them, I, pi- I bind those clouds in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the miraculous. It excites me, Lord. And we look forward to next Sunday. We look forward to what you're doing in this house. And we look forward to our week, Lord God. Lord, we pray for Pastor Bell today. Pastor Bell has been so faithful to you. He has been a soldier and a servant for you. And Lord, it seems as if the devil wants to take his life. But God, we pray against that in Jesus' name. Because you're the source of life. And Lord, you said you give it abundantly through the Spirit of the Lord. We pray for him today, wherever he may be. That whatever it is, God, that you'd raise him up from it. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all.